I said I'd have no evaluation until after the second game of the season and after the Bearcats take down Pittsburgh 27-21. The verdict is in. Now, I can't tell you how good this Bearcats team is going to be, but I could say this. This team's going bowling. The Cincinnati Bearcats are not a bad football team after going into Heinz Field and taking down what was expected to be one of the better teams in the ACC. How about the Bearcats? The fans of the Louisville Cardinals said, take them. Take Scott Satterfield. We don't want him. He hasn't won the big games. He can't finish out teams because he's too run-oriented. He doesn't balance out the offense enough, and he's running it on third and five and fourth and one, and he's getting stuffed, whatever it may be. And we saw a little bit of that today. And it does worry me, and we'll get into that. How good will this Bearcats team be in a, in a Big 12 offense or a Big 12 conference where the offenses score a bunch of points? I don't know how much of an error attack this team's going to have after watching them against Pittsburgh today, but I guess you can give a lot of credit to the Panthers' defense. But at least on the ground, where this team's going to find their bread and butter, we believe. Corey Kiner. He's him. Roger Bacon High School. Stand up. Get up. Give yourself a little pat on the back, Roger Bacon High School. I'm going to sing one for you. Yes, a, a former baritone from the Moeller High School Chorus is going to sing one for you. Don't queue up the John Denver. And we got no producer in the back. This is a one-man show. I'm not queuing up Houdini. We'll get into all that in just a minute here on Chatterbox Bearcats. But we're queuing up the song. From my own symphony, Roger Bacon High, Cincinnati, Roger Bacon High. I mean, how about Corey Kiner? He came into Heinz Field and kicked their ass. 120 first half yards from Corey Kiner on eight carries and a touchdown. Bearcats lead it wire to wire. Got a little spicy late. Whenever Cincinnati needed a bailout play, there was a fourth and three in the first half. Corey Kiner was there to get the job done. And the Bearcats are 2-0, maybe in the top 25 come Monday, because that's a pretty big win against a Pittsburgh team that was good last year. And that's the longest intro ever. We went about two minutes on that intro. Chuck Walter here. Um, this is Chatterbox Bearcats presented by Chatterbox Sports. Moving forward. And I know I teased on the last show, if you were with me for the uh, post-Easter Kentucky game, I teased that we're going to have the, the full crew moving forward. We eventually will. Again, Trace Fowler is a Gruden grinder right now. He's running on no sleep. Chatterbox Reds is uh, in the closing stretch, as they say at Keeneland. And we're into the stretch. Um, the Reds are trying to make a playoff push. So Trace has got a lot going on there. And he's doing off the bench with Tom Brenneman. He's hosting in. Um, filling in as host for Tom Brenneman. So I'm doing this solo today. The, the, the gang will be back here soon, or I guess will will join us here soon since technically they haven't been here, but let's just go right through this game. Cincinnati came in six and a half point underdogs, and it was really never in question. At least the spread, the game got, got interesting late started off with a long ass run from Aaron Turner for the Bearcats, a late hit. And uh, I loved how Aaron Turner ran. I didn't hear his name a ton throughout the game, but the first time he got it on that little misdirection or that reverse, whatever it was there, he was uh, he was scooting. I, I like the way he runs. It's, it's not the most, let's say he's not gliding down the field by any means, but he's chugging along. He's rumbling, he's stumbling, and um, he, he got him set up. Corey Kiner tacked on a few more yards in the red zone. And then it was Singletary with the TD catch. The drive was a thing of beauty. I immediately got on Twitter and said, uh, that was just an absolute thing 
of beauty from the Bearcats. They were marching. That, those were my exact words. Bearcats are marching. LFG. I don't know if I hit them with an LFG. Maybe just a let's go. Second drive began with a 68-yard run from Corey Kiner. And at that point, I'm thinking, we're kicking Pitt's ass. This one's not even going to be close. Bearcats look prolific picking up where they left off in that game against DKU or after that game against DKU where they had 400 yards of offense in the first quarter and a half of that game. So 68 yards from Kiner. Offense stalls, sets up a field goal. It's 10 nothing. I'm thinking, quit the disrespect. I wrote it down. Quit the disrespect right in the middle. Pitt's thinking, Jack Bauer in the background, they're thinking, damn it. Damn it. Um, is they're down 10 nothing. Pitt goes on a long drive um, immediately after uh, I, I say that. Right after I'm saying Corey Kiner is him, quit the disrespect. Bearcats are going to be ranked. I'm getting ready to text it into a group me. Pitt goes right down the field. They convert on third and 12, couple of third downs for that matter. Um, Pitt scores a touchdown, 10-7 at that point. Um, then Pitt misses a field goal. Think about that. If, if Pitt would have hit that field goal, it would have been 27-24, would have completely changed the outlook. Pitt misses the field goal. What do the Bearcats do? They they go right back to Corey Kiner. They, they gave him a fork and said, eat up, Corey. Whatever you want, it's on us. Open tab here in Pittsburgh. Primani bros, you want to throw some fries on the sandwich? Go ahead and gobble up some Primani bros as long as you pick up a big chunk of yards against that Pittsburgh uh, defensive line, front seven and secondary. And he did. He was carving them like a Thanksgiving turkey the entire first half. A reverse pass from Braden Smith. I really liked Braden Smith, a, a former quarterback in high school that's now a wide receiver, threw a dime. I think it was to Jawan. No, it was, uh, excuse me, Jawan Briggs, defensive guy. Um, it was to D. Wiggins. D. Wiggins caught that one. That set up a seven-yard Corey Kiner touchdown again. Roger Bacon high. Cincinnati. 17-7. Bearcats were up. And then it's uh, 20-7 to at halftime. Carter Brown. He, he's on my rundown today. The Bearcats kicker. We were used to some terrible kicking the last few years where – Every time the Cats sent out a, a kicker, whoever it may have been, because they shuffled the deck, I believe, a little bit, whoever it was, think about it. It was 26 yarders, 32 yarders, 34, to the point where it's like, if it's under fourth and five ever, go for it. I don't care if it's 27 yarder. Uh, he was that inconsistent. So another note I have, I don't think the Cats are going to let Emory Jones win too many games with his arm. You saw it late. How much of a leash is there on him to, to go out there and, and make plays as compared to just doing the smart thing? Try not to make the mistake and throw any picks. He threw one in the game, um, but just protect the ball. The line's not going to be incredible. Use the misdirections misdire and really set up the pass with the run, which is what they did. A lot of checkdowns, um, some play action dumps in the backfield. Doesn't seem like Emory Jones is going to be super explosive. I know we were really excited after the first game. Heisman hopeful. Emory Jones, seven total touchdowns. I don't think Emory Jones is, is going to be the reason this team wins a ton of games. Now, I do say he reminds me a little bit of a former Kentucky quarterback, um, a, a team I covered when I was with LAX 18, NBC in Lexington, and that would be Terry Wilson. And the fact that he just kind of commands the offense, 
even is built like him, has a similar type arm, it seems like. And and Terry Wilson led his team to a, a big bowl win over over Penn State, you know, because they relied on Benny Snell, Corey Kiner, and relied on Lynn Bowden. Could that be Xavier uh, Xavier Henderson or could it be D Wiggins or, or just a, a plethora, a multitude of guys that step up and all do it together? And then that Kentucky team relied on the defense. This team doesn't have a Josh Allen, I don't think, but I think overall they have a, a pretty good defense. And, you know, if that's this team's ceiling, that's incredible because that was a, a nine-win SEC team that was was really solid throughout that season. And I just see a little bit of similarities in the way the teams are built and how they want to run the ball and having a dual threat quarterback. So that would be my comparison. The 2018 Kentucky Wildcats, I think that ended up after their bowl game went in 10 games. Um, I think it was. So we move on to the second half notes. Um, notes are all over the place. I, I mean, is that not the most prepared man in show business on a Saturday? For those of you that are watching on the uh, the YouTube stream, Chatterbox Sports, we got tons of pages. So Corleone, Dante Corleone, I, I saw him step up a little bit in the third and fourth where I didn't hear his name as much in the first half, and he was really affecting the game. At one point, after he sacked Djokovic, uh, Djokovic got up. The boos were ringing throughout Heinz Field. It was music to my ears. I absolutely love hearing the boos. When you're watching a road game, especially on this great audio system, I have uh, sh shameless plug again, Best Buy, but Corleone, a sack Bearcats go up 27, seven. And at that point I'm thinking, all right, this game is over. Let's fire up this little post game show. Let's text Trace Fowler and Casey McAllister of Chatterbox Sports. And let's tell them we're getting this post game up on YouTube. Get ready for it. I'm going to ship it over, get it up for the people. They need to see Bearcats post. And what do the Panthers do within 50 seconds of game time? The rise of Djurkovic. He goes right down the field, marches 27-14. And I texted Trace and Casey and said, yeah, um, I'm just going to go the lip sealed emoji for now. We are going to do a post game if the Bearcats win this game. Um, Panthers get it back, though, after I think it was one or two first downs. Panthers march right down the field, score another touchdown, 27-21. And I'm thinking, how many times have we seen this as Bearcats football fans? Forget just the football team. How many times have we seen this as Cincinnati Bearcats fans in general? In basketball, how many times did they miss free throws late? It was the equivalent of that today, where it was fourth and one. They had some chances. They went for it on fourth and one. They got it. And then they line up on fourth and one again, get the false start. That's the equivalent of missing a late free throw to me. You creak the door open. I thought when, when Pittsburgh got it back, Justin Harris, cornerback for UC, had a game-changing pass breakup that looked to be about a 30-yard completion. And last second, he came in there and just jammed it out. That was huge for the Cats. Since he got the ball, and uh, what does Corey Kiner do? They call his number, and he saves the day again, picking up the first down. Huge win for the Cincinnati Bearcats today. All right, since this is a podcast and um, not live TV, which I'm used to for these post-game shows, I can just pull out my phone and give you the stats. I don't see why not. Um, let's go a little Poindexter and give everything for you. Emory Jones, 18 of 26, 125 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. As I said, they they really 
kept the leash on him somewhat with the play calls. And um, I didn't think the line was incredible at protecting him. Did a good job of escaping some pressure at some points. Only the one interception. He was good enough for the Bearcats to win. And, and that's how they're going to have to do it this year. I don't think they're going to be the flashiest team in America, unlike we saw in that week one game against Eastern Kentucky. But man, got to respect a team that just grinds it out, that goes into Heinz Field and gets it done. They did it. Uh, Kiner's final numbers, 20 carries, 153 yards and a touchdown. We wondered if he'd be split in time with um, Miles Montgomery or Ryan Montgomery. First game, it seemed that way. Not today. Corey Kiner was the bell cow back. They called his number and he averaged seven yards a touch with a long of 68 yards in there. Emory Jones carried it 11 times for 17 yards, a long of just seven. Again, he was racing around all night with that Pittsburgh pressure. I didn't think the offensive line was incredible but it was good enough for the Cats to get a win. Receiving, Braden Smith, five catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown, along of 21. D. Wiggins had three catches for 52 yards. Peyton Singletary had that touchdown catch of, um, I think it was 12 yards. Uh, four catches, 24 yards in this one. Henderson, just the one catch for 10 yards. Did not see any Evan Prater. He did not make a catch in this one. All right, so that does it for the Bearcat podcast. It was supposed to be a little rapid fire, and it looked like we went um, quite a bit for this second postgame show of the season. Cincinnati's now 2-0. and They face the Miami Redhawks next Saturday, the 16th, before a massive matchup with the Oklahoma Sooners at Nippert Stadium. We said that Notre Dame game a couple of years ago was the biggest in school history. If the Bearcats take care of Miami and welcome in Oklahoma, now in hindsight, that win over Notre Dame vaulted the Bearcats to the playoffs and potentially to the Big 12. So that may always be the biggest win in school history. But um, in terms of best atmosphere to come to Nippert Stadium, forget about it. You'd have to go back to like Ron Dane. And the Cats teams weren't even good enough back then. And there was no expansion on the stadium and the buzz wasn't there. And the basketball team was so good to where I think this would be the most hyped game in Nippert Stadium history. If the Cats were to beat Miami and get to three and zero entering that game, and they would surely you would think be in the top five could be a really good matchup there against Oklahoma. So again, uh, moving forward, Houdini and myself, we're on this channel. We also have a show called The Chatter on Chatterbox Sports. Check it out. It's a comedy show. It's not suitable for children. So if you're driving to work and, and uh, the, the kids are in the back seat watching Dragon Tales, watching um, watching SpongeBob SquarePants, wait till they're out of the car, fire that thing up, and uh, we get a little cheeky with it. You know, we got some good stuff. Uh, we hit all these different topics. We don't hold back. The, the, the Chatterbox Sports community, or not the community, but the Chatterbox Sports leadership they say run with it if it's funny talk about it and um we'll beg for forgiveness later when you guys surely toe the line a little too much cross it and we are getting nasty emails but that's um one you want to subscribe to and then the show moving forward live post game shows i'm more of a basketball guy and i know my football i mean i sat here for quite a bit and rambled as much as i could about this football team and i'm fired up with what they bring in two and oh baby but basketball is the bread and butter, and it's right around the corner. We'll get into a little season preview soon before the season begins. Stay to the Bearcats with my man Houdini. We'll have all the content. The only way to get it is to subscribe. That's where it pops up on your phone. You see the big Bearcats headline. You can hang with us on your way to work, on your way home from work, sitting on the john, in, in the break room, on the airplane, at church. 
at church, whatever it may be, we're there for you. This is Chatterbox Bearcats presented by Chatterbox Sports Cincinnati. Give me some down the drives, folks. They take down Pittsburgh on the road. Gutsy win and the biggest of the Scott Satterfield era in Cincinnati. 27-21 the final score. My name's Chuck Walter. Peace!